Welcome back to Ethan in Action. I'm your host, Ethan Bowne, joined here by Peter. Wait, wait. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> on another episode <laughs> of White Closet Hot Takes. Uh, it's been a while. I'm kind of recovering from a cough that just won't go away. It's not COVID? So I'm just recovering from a cough that just won't go away. So if you hear any weird like audio cutouts, it's just me cutting out my coffee. Like just now. <laughs> All right, let's talk Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah. Who was it directed by? <laughs> who was it directed by okay let me look on my phone yeah we should have prepared a little more no <laughs> i feel like his name damn was... it i searched blackberry stock max timmer <laughs> no. black widow was directed by kate shortland oh kate shortland okay yes <laughs> right your what thoughts else has she done i don't know man your thoughts on the movie how you pulled up her imdb or something. all right Gosh. your thoughts on the movie man I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I um, actually did really enjoy it. I, lo- I loved the opening two-thirds of the movie. It was actually a really good time. And then, yeah, it kind of does the whole falling apart thing. <laughs> Marvel, you know, the usual Marvel thing at the end. I enjoyed it from the beginning to the end. Really? I generally mean that. Like, it was just a one-off. It was just a fun mm-hmm. story. It's just kind of like, I'm not sure. Did you ever read comic books? No. Okay, so every now and then they would have just a one-off storyline from a character, and it's just like that. It's mm-hmm. just a spin-off, mm-hmm. one-off episode. I know a lot of the criticisms are like, uh, what is it like? It there's no impact behind the main storyline. I didn't, I didn't get that sense at it's all. It's so stupid. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like why? Like her character's dead. <laughs> why do you care? <laughs> Not everything has to connect to um, Kang. Kang. I know. It's just you're, you're like. Getting a better sense of the character overall. You're like learning her history and everything. It's why can't that just be enough? Why why does it need to always have to lead to like Thanos or Kane or oh, yeah. Mephisto or But I, I overall I enjoyed it. I really obviously the MVP of the movie is Yelena. Oh yeah. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, man. Amazing. She I don't wanna say like I feel bad for Scarlet, but like she felt very overshadowed just from a performance perspective, <clears throat> uh, which in in the end, like she still great gave her like a really good performance and everything. But Florence Pugh, man, she just this shadow that she cast. Like, over she's the new Tony Stark. Yeah, she, in my she opinion, was, she was amazing. She needs to be the lead of the MCU moving forward. In my <clears throat> unprofessional, uneducated opinion, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she she's the only one that matches um, Robert Downey Jr.'s charisma. I wouldn't so they'll mind. probably just make her the leader of like the Young Avengers then. Yeah, no, I'd rather. <laughs> yeah, they probably will. But I'd rather have her be like the legit leader of the Avengers. That'd be so cool. She'd get there. That'd be so yeah. cool. I totally bought uh, uh, Black Widow being the leader in like Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I did not find that at all. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Captain America, man, you can. Ha 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 ha! Did you know she's running the little stuff? Ha 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 ha! He's big picture. She's uh, you know. <laughs> I really like the opening action sequence in Black Widow, how he's trying to fight them while the plane's taking off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's... Be- because of his superhuman power, he's able to run around and shoot people while the plane's trying to take off. Yeah. I was like, am I watching Fast 9? And like just like chilling outside the plane and like not being affected by it at He's all. literally as strong <laughs> and, a, and as fast as Vin Diesel in Fast 9. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, like, wow. As strong? I don't know. Just man. as strong. I don't know. That was... I. <laughs> Definitely the best action sequence. I don't really remember any of the other stuff. I like the apartment fight 
the one-on-one fight. There, I don't there, there's really, a grittiness to it. I don't really remember <laughs> any of the other action, but they were well done. <laughs> They're just not memorable. Mm-hmm. The main choreographer for martial arts, um, Sam Young, I believe, who did Endgame in Fading War, he's, he worked on the action on this one. So it was still stellar from what I remember, which is not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> best Russian villain, Ray Winstein. <laughs> Winstone. Harvey Weinstein, Ray Winstein. <laughs> best Russian accent. Was he even trying? Like, no, what was going on here? No, it's like a mix of Scottish and Russian. Or I don't. I, he was like Irish. He's like nah. <laughs> and he had like the most like Russian name possible, like Dragoff. Felt like he just came out of Departed and just went right into this role. <laughs> <laughs> same universe. I think it's the same universe. What do yeah. you think of Taskmaster? It was all right. <laughs> it was cool. Like the first, actually, that's what, the first fight of the bridge was really cool between her and. Um, her, I guess, Taskmaster, Taskmaster, and Black Widow. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool how she was trying to like match her, but it definitely feel like he's more of like a Spider-Man villain yeah. <laughs> or like Deadpool or something. Did you notice right away like the the fighting styles that they um, Taskmaster was like, yeah, copying and everything? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like with the Captain America. I think Captain America. You could sense Captain, Captain America, America right away. Hawkeye, Hawkeye, a little bit of Thor. Yeah. A little bit. Was there a Thor? I didn't. I didn't notice Thor. I don't know, but there's a little bit of Thor in there. <laughs> um, the thing is, no, I don't. I don't know anything about like the, the character. I know. I know a lot of people are like fuming over it because he's supposed to be basically like evil Deadpool yeah. or Deathstroke or whatever. The power is cool though. Like from what I read about it, like on the, or actually, I only know Taskmaster from the Spider-Man game. Yeah, and he it was actually a really cool portrayal in the Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. Uh. And the power itself is like that photographic memory to like copy anyone's fighting style. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really cool power. Which is paper. funny because that's what Christopher Nolan has. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He has photographic memory. He edits and cuts in his head. Wow. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people who are fans of Taskmaster, 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 Task, <laughs> ma- such a dumb name. Guy, <laughs> mask guy. <laughs> they, were, they were fuming because they were saying he wasn't like genetically engineered to do that. He he just naturally had that gift. Mm-hmm. It was like if Christopher Nolan was an assassin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Olga Kurlienko, whatever. Mm-hmm. What's the last time you seen her in a movie? Probably Quantum Solace. <laughs> Quantum of Solace. Solace from two thousand and eight. <laughs> yeah. What was her breakout role though? Like. I feel like she she had like some major breakout role where wasn't it Quantum, that or Max Payne or Max something? Payne was after Max Payne was like twenty. Was that after? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bond Wait. girl. Yeah, I guess you know being a Bond girl, you're gonna break out there. Yes. Yeah. In the worst Bond movie. Do you? Actually, I don't mind that movie. That movie has aged better. If you return to it now, it's especially after Spectre. Spectre's <laughs> god awful. <laughs> <laughs> At least with uh, Quantum of Solace, it's, it's like a legit tight action thriller, you know? They had an excuse, at least, for the sloppiness of the script or whatever. Yeah. So, in instant take on Black Widow. How do you want to rate the movie? Let's go out of 10. Just out, out of 10? 10. Okay. Out of 10. Um, I give it a 7 out of 10. 7 yeah, out of 10, yeah. Same. It's in the upper tier of the overall, like, if you're going to compare it to, like, almost phase one, uh, it felt like a phase one movies. Movie. Yeah, it felt like, and it would be upper tier of that because it's way better than Captain America, First Avenger, and Thor. And this movie should should have came after Iron Man two. Yeah, 
That would have been good. Yeah, yeah you introduce made, her there, and then you get the origin. Would make so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the whole dispute suing thing going on. <laughs> Ooh, well we're not getting Black Scarlett Johansson Black Widow again. Nope. Disney really shot themselves in the foot here with their whatever what they released to, like today or was it yesterday or whatever their statement like basically oh can't don't, you can't like take into effect like, the pandemic like you can't even think of that you're such a greedy person kind of thing that's basically what they're saying to her and it's like oh my god disney shut the hell up well the thing is she is still getting residuals from the disney plus orders that's their argument yeah I and know. she's still getting residuals off yeah, of that yeah but and plus on top on, on top of her 20 million dollar fee so I get their point, but the thing is, if it was a theatrical release, MC movies don't miss, right? They're like guaranteed a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like based on what I heard, like she's missing out on like another like thirty to forty million. <laughs> so they say. Yeah, sorry, anyway. so they say. Yeah. Well, Warner Brothers had a similar issue with Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, and pretty much with all their movies, but this is the only public one that I know of, because Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot were both had the same deal as Scarlet did. Um, the residuals of ticket sales mm. and how they, they how they resolved that was they basically paid both of them 10 million each it's like a settlement <laughs> basically basically so I mean that's that's the, what's gonna happen I don't know how much it'll be but good for her and she's right I mean they I don't know why they did that they could have easily put it in theaters yeah. they pushed it back for as long as they did yeah. <laughs> and you hear like Feige like fought for it as well like he, yeah. he was fighting for Scarlet and fighting for the just theatrical only Right, so good on him as well. He's he's always comes out looking good no matter what. Has there anything ever been real negative from Kevin Feige when he said Black Panther was the best MCU movie of all time? <laughs> Some people would take that as positive. Do you take it as positive? No, I don't agree. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't agree. It doesn't mean it's a negative thing. There you go. It's <laughs> negative. It's a negative. Like Van Lathan said, a black guy. Like Van Lathan said. <laughs> White guilt. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite character aside from Florence Pugh? Like, who else did you like in the movie? Ray Winstein. <laughs> Winstein. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> he didn't even show up till the end, really. Best Other than character. the whole Forrest Gump opening. Best really. character. <laughs> well, you got to give it to David Abba. Harbor, yeah. David Abba. Yeah. <laughs> the Russian Captain America. There was a there was a reference to Whiplash, which I thought was kind of cool. Was it? When Flores Pio goes into that room and he tries to talk to her and she's like, oh, whatever, you you were like, I don't care about you, even the Crimson Dynamo. And that was like one of Whiplash's name. And he's like, I was the Red Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> and that whole like uh, prison scene where they're like arm wrestling, apparently that giant guy was yeah, like the first mutant. mutant or whatever. Yeah, a mutant. I can't remember the name. But <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Mutants are coming. I think they need to ha- come fast because a lot of people are losing interest in MCU. I'm a little worried about Shang-Chi. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. <laughs> well, first off, you're saying it wrong. Shang-Chi? Shang, Shang, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi and his Kung Fu. Kung, master of Kung Fu. <laughs> okay. Kung Fu. Your thoughts on Shang-Chi? What are you worried about? The whole, um, I guess I'm, I'm more... The way Snake Eyes opened and like kind of like really underperformed and... If you compare the trailers, they look a little similar to the casual viewer. Mm-hmm. I know it's a Marvel movie, so it's got that whole Marvel backing of it, and you know okay. you got that built-in audience. I'm still a little bit worried about. Like, I, I really do want it to succeed because you know Asians. Yeah. How do you feel about the latest trailers? Where to focus more on him? Um, 
You're still underwhelmed? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> it's just, it, it seems so CGI heavy. And I, yeah, it's just, it, that just does not fall but, into my wheelhouse. As, but as you were as more worried about his performance. You said he, you felt, he felt wooden. You felt that he was wooden. Yeah, I still need to see still more. That? Yeah, I still haven't seen. Well, there was more. Footage. You didn't see the featurette? They show yeah, a lot more footage. A little bit more, but, you know. Did you watch it? I saw some clips of it. <laughs> Did you? What does it say? What does he say? What does it show? His stuff. I you, don't know. you didn't fucking watch it. No, no, I, I did. Cause <laughs> you it, didn't fucking watch it. <laughs> it. I started it, but then I didn't really watch okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. So you're worried. I am worried. There are definitely a little red flags for me. Mm-hmm. Because when they announced Shang-Chi as a martial arts movie, I thought it was a great opportunity for Disney to do something different. Mm-hmm. Have something more grounded, especially in martial arts. Mm-hmm. But then what I'm seeing is more of the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like. And the whole. dragons everywhere. Giant lion thing in the portal. Yeah. The hole and to another dimension. Like, no. no! <laughs> I don't want this. I'm like, oh, it's the ending of Black Panther, but with Asian people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not as cool <laughs> but you know i'll reserve my judgment until i actually watch it of course oh yeah for sure of course i'm, I'm gonna be there like day one so big fan of the director big fan of simu mm-hmm. mississauga boy mm-hmm. gotta represent mm-hmm. 180 from that like things you don't have to be worried about suicide squad <laughs> uh-huh. getting really good reviews like mm. like really good reviews yeah, so good reviews. Like David Ayer is getting depressed. <laughs> yeah, he's got to like blast. He goes a lot of blast. That was not my movie. <laughs> I made a movie and released the Ayer's cut. Release it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I mean, James Gunn just has that knack for taking something so obscure or something that seems really dumb on paper and mm-hmm. make, makes it amazing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though he himself is bored with superhero movies, apparently. Yeah, he's. He, Really is good at that taking like that weird stuff, obscure stuff, and then like injecting heart into it. Yeah, because he makes characters and he puts them in relatable situations, mm-hmm. such as Peter with his whole dad and mother thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Ryan Coogler in a way, because Coogler, Coogler's gift as a storyteller is he makes it so that audiences sympathize and empathize with their his characters. Mm-hmm. That is what makes him a fantastic filmmaker. And James Gunn does it in a very similar way. But he coats it with um, a mask of, like, coolness and comedy. And dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Taser jokes. Face. But, the, you know, there, there's a little bit more uh, more seasoning in it. Yeah. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about the Eternals? Um, I'm probably more worried about that than yeah, Shang-Chi. I, I'm getting, like, what was that show that came out that was, like, a total bomb? They... Defenders? Oh, um, was it Defenders or something? No, no, no. no not Defenders. Uh, um, it it had a couple of the uh, Game of Thrones people in Inhumans. it. Inhumans, Inhumans. So I'm getting almost like a movie version of that yes. vibe. Like, yes. Oh no! Finally, <laughs> finally. Yeah. Like that that trailer didn't do anything for me, and then like the kind of jokes they try to throw in at the end there, it was just like fell totally flat. Well, let me ask you this: Did you ever watch a Chloe Zhao movie? No, I haven't. No, I've seen all the movies. She did. I've seen every single one of her movies. Nomad. 
Pardon and... me? Pardon me? No, no, finish that? <laughs> what does she do? No, 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 I'm just, I'm trying to think of what her movies are. That, that, it, Nomad. Nomad. No, no, no. Nomadland. Ah. Nomadland. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hashtag stop tiny Asian. horses. Stop it! Stop Asian hate. Come on, watch her movies. <laughs> I should support her. <laughs> her style is very interesting. It's um, I'm curious to how she translates that mm-hmm. because her being chosen as director is not like the other directors. They Marvel tends to gravitate towards directors who can make audiences connected with some sort of human emotion, whereas her style is more of um. It's more like a visual thing. She's like Terrence Malick 2.0. Really? Which I find such an odd choice for a superhero movie, especially one as obscure as this. Yeah. But Hmm. I'm interested. Um, I'm not overly impressed with what I've seen so far, admittedly, but I will reserve my judgment. It's not like her movies are made for (laughs) trailers, though, in a way, right? So, What? It's not like her movies are made for like the trailer blow you away kind of thing, right? So... You gotta, you gotta enjoy the whole experience. Fast nine, nine fast nine, 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 yeah. nine, nine. Speaking of heart, <laughs> did you watch family. the whole thing? <laughs> I did, yeah, last night. So you watch, you watch this in theaters, right? Fuck yeah! <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I streamed it, so I don't know if illegally. No, no, no. Well, I guess yeah, technically. <laughs> You're an illegal streamer. <gasps> Just for this one, man. It's coming out legally in criminal. How dare you call me out on this? Don't talk to me, criminal! <laughs> so what did you feel? If anything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Uh, I think I'm out. <laughs> I think I'm done. Ha <laughs> 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 why? No, I'm, I'm not done. Like, I, I'm glad Justin Lin's back, but uh, he should stick to just directing and not writing anymore. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they... Because yeah. he, he had a lot of input in the writing. Yeah, Chris, Chris Morgan's gone. Yeah. Yeah, and it felt like it. it felt like a guy that was, it was like a fan of the Fast series took over and like just want to make jokes. Felt like I wrote series. It. It's like it was directed by me. Because <laughs> yeah. there's so many parts where uh, Toretto just kind of stands around aimlessly. I'm, I'm like, did I direct this movie? <laughs> He's trying to emote. He's acting like you in my movies, where you just stand around and look at things. <laughs> yeah, I love Justin Lin. I don't love the movie. I. Honestly, I was watching it with a buddy, and halfway through, I turned to him, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> like, I, I don't know what the doomsday device is, what it does. I don't know why they go to space. It's all satellites, apparently, which is it's basically the exact same plot as the last three movies. So God's Eye, again? Yeah, yeah exactly. But I didn't, I didn't really know, because near the end, when they're like, if we don't stop it, it's the end for all of us. I'm like, what is why? going to happen? <laughs> like, what is Cena's... Motivation. I, I don't really get it. Like, other than to beat Dom, that is that his whole motivation? Yes. <laughs> and this weird partner that he has that just comes out of nowhere and is like supposed to. We're like supposed to know. Yes. Like, like they just throw him in there. He just shows up, and we're like, "Oh, he's the villain." Okay. Honestly, like, this, there's no backstory to him at all. This Nothing. movie was more confusing than Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like. Wh- so the Tokyo Trip crew are like engineers in Germany now? Yeah, Sean is like now like a rocket scientist apparently who can fly like any kind of airplane too. Because, you know, you get that sense from Tokyo Drift that he's a, you know, real smart guy. Oh, <laughs> my God. And te- like technically, w- wouldn't Tokyo Drift be like a couple years 
ago from this. So, yeah, it, so, so he was like 16 or 15 years old in Tokyo Shrift. And, and this like is like 18. maybe like, like supposed to be like five years later. I think <laughs> so, it was like eight months later. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's a rocket scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. I made, I made my calculations too. <laughs> Oh, man, how, my calculations. <laughs> how did you feel about the magnets? I know a lot of people love them. Um, <laughs> in theory, it was pretty cool. Like the the idea of it, I thought it was cool, and and some of the cool choreography and like the moves that they pulled off in the action sequence was cool. Um, but the whole time, I was just thinking about like, um, it <laughs> it pulled me out of the movie because I was like, just kept thinking like. Oh, it's so convenient that they can just pull that one car while like 3,000 metal things behind it just stay mm-hmm. there. And then, especially that sequence where they pull all that stuff out of that uh, like shop or whatever with the all the jewelry store. Yeah, with all the. And all the people inside. People inside, and like they're <laughs> not harmed at all. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. Visually, I will admit it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. But like human life. <laughs> <laughs> Again, same problem I have with Fast Five. Yeah. With at least Fast Five, you, they can kind of maneuver it a little bit. Yeah. But this time you're dealing with magnets. It's like random, right? Yeah. Like you can't aim. <laughs> no. And that's just yeah, like, the, like the, that part the where they just, of it just makes no sense. Where they just pull that car through a building. So you have so many people <laughs> in that building. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And also like. At least in Fast Five, a lot of it felt practical in a way. It was shot and everything. This just felt like it was just CGI fest as well. So, mm. I know like a part, like a lot of parts of it felt like the when they were the the truck driving through and all the cars getting like thrown into it. That part was that yeah, that, that was pretty exhilarating sequence. I like that. That was yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't okay, <laughs> okay. You know, I made that joke how the Red Guardian, the beating of Black Widow, was like fighting like Dominic Toretto. Mm-hmm. Dominic Toretto is finally the Red Guardian in this movie. When he fights like twenty guys, he holds them all back. Oh my god, that that's hated that sequence. Oh my so god, much. he front kicks a guy through like concrete. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like supposed to like believe that Dom's sacrificing himself, and you know it's supposed to be this big emotional moment. Letty's crying. We know he's gonna survive, like. <laughs> He's pu- he, like he does that little thing and he just pulls the whole entire like pillar down or whatever and, like everything yeah. crashes on them. Like he made part of a concrete building collapse yeah. just by pulling with well, a lap pull down. <laughs> lap pull down. <laughs> wow. Got his set in. <laughs> I will say, young Dominic Toretto had a lot of charisma though. Really? The act- the I didn't like him. him. I didn't like him. I actually I I hated the whole flashback sequence. I, lo- was, I don't like any part. of these. Best part of the movie. Like, no. Best part of the movie. Didn't do it for me. I'm not trying to be cute. I actually did like the flashbacks. I thought I thought that the actor for Young Toronto had way more charisma than Vin Diesel because Vin <laughs> Diesel was just kind of like sleepwalking throughout the entire movie. What are you talking about? He's trying to like cry every every time. <laughs> so it seems like they ba- they're basically replacing The Rock with uh, Cena at this point because The Rock's not coming back. <laughs> Because remember, they're like, oh, they're cool. Now he's coming back. But then nope. Diesel had to make those comments. <laughs> I was just trying to teach him how to act. <laughs> Tough love. I'm alpha. Tough love. <laughs> and The Rock's like, yeah, I'm not coming back. <laughs> Even like Emily Blunt had to like put her kicks in on Diesel. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Oh, man. 
<laughs> okay. I don't hate Diesel by any means. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy him quite a bit. I think he's very talented. But he acts like he's the second coming of Stallone and Schwarzenegger. It's like, dude, you only got one franchise, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? He's got triple X. And Bloodshot. <laughs> Pitch Black. People, people yeah, love him in that. Cool. So. But I'm saying, like, Stallone had his run of, like, different characters. Oh, different yeah. Arnold, but... <laughs> wait, wait. Stallone... It's, it's really only <coughs> two, right? No, I like Cobra. But that's it's still Rambo. Wait, no, no. Is it? Is it? No. No. <laughs> No, Stallone okay. and Arnold both had their run of like different characters, different franchises, right? Different movies yeah. overall, right? They had their run. Diesel doesn't have his run; he only has his one series. I mean, there's nothing He's wrong got the with pacifier, that. man. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm not knocking by. Any, I'm just saying you're not Stallone. <laughs> you're not on that level, bro. Because yeah. those that have like that big of an ego, like because <laughs> those guys t- they take risk with every project, right? Whereas he's playing it safe. I need that guaranteed money. <laughs> the funniest thing about the whole feud thing was <laughs> when Tyrese like freaked out because you know he's depending on these movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he needs those residuals, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> he's set for life, really. He doesn't really have to do anything else. Well, it seems like he's not because if you miss one, or even the the thing is, the movie was gonna happen. It was just delayed a year. And remember, he was like freaking out. <laughs> my life, my life rocked away. Why'd you do that? Why? <laughs> oh, man. So, Han is back. All right. What a yes. great explanation. Yes. <laughs> Magic. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I know. I'm, I'm happy to see him back, but. Are you? <laughs> I'm not really that happy. No. I don't care. <laughs> I guess, yeah, because really in the end, did they need him back? <laughs> the thing is, his death was supposed to make F7 more cool and powerful, right? Plus, like, like, yeah, to give it more meaning and there's more impact. Like, you actually f- felt like maybe one of these guys might get killed off. Han's death makes no sense now. You mean Han's survival? Yeah. Han's escape? So you're telling me... <laughs> He's worked for Mr. Nobody, running away from Shaw, also running away from DK, all at the same time. It just happens that everything just happened all at once in that one fateful night. <laughs> and also, wait, 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 no. So Mr. Nobody recruited Han during his death, right? Like he he wasn't actually a Mr. Nobody. He recruited. He before recruited that, him. though. Yeah, he was. He, he was? recruited him before. What he was, was he just doing in Tokyo? Like just chilling with high yeah, school just kids? Yeah, chilling, just chilling. <laughs> just he's, chilling with yeah, high just, school just, kids. Just, just chilling. Waiting for his mission from Mr. Nobody. He didn't even know about Mr. Nobody until that. Because Mr. Nobody shows up, he's like, Giselle was working for me. You're working for me. And then Tokyo Drift happened, and then Shaw happened to happen, and then <laughs> Mr. Nobody happened to just fake his own death. Okay. And also another thing that is a little bit disturbing. So Han was taking care of this daughter figure yeah she was like eight or ten or whatever when you watch tokyo drift now he's like partaking in like orgies every night (laughs) she's not around though she's not seeing that stuff (laughs) it's pretty fucking weird man (laughs) that's why she's so damn cool (laughs) not to mention i gotta keep you hidden 
In Tokyo? Tokyo's <laughs> not that big. <laughs> he he got a haircut. Ah, oh, who are you? Well, wow. also the the whole his uh like his actual cool speech in Tokyo Drift the the Mexico yeah thing? the Mexico it's and then they're like oh my god there's a Mexico flag <laughs> but did you notice that they they changed it it's not his speech anymore they he, didn't change they they changed, they changed it, it. it was mean? it was Toretto he got it from Toretto fuck off really yeah that's what happens when you illegally stream things <laughs> you don't pay attention <laughs> they changed it that uh, that speech doesn't belong to him. Yeah, they changed it. The they made it so that Toronto was someone that implanted that idea for him. How he's like, it's like the movies to get away in Mexico. This Fucking is my hell. Mexico, Tokyo. <laughs> God, now they're ruining Tokyo Drift for me. <laughs> That's why I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah. would, would you rank it like bottom of the list? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, but, two, but the th- ending though, the um, after credits, mm. how do you interpret that? Is that him like going to kill Shaw, <laughs> or him like, hey, now that uh, you like Dom and Dom likes you, we're cool too, I, which is I think that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because apparently Statham doesn't even want to work with uh, Diesel either. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's out. He's out. So. If anything, no Hobbs and Shaw too? No, no, no. Hobbs and Shaw stuff. That's his own <laughs> thing. If anything, Han will join Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. What if he's the villain in Hobbs and Shaw? I, I, I okay, that'd be cool. No. <laughs> I'm going to say this. And I mean it. I mean it. I'm doing the squinty eye thing, the Colin Farrell eye thing. Don't you say shit about some king. Bring back Leon! <laughs> hashtag. Well, I tried Let's to make it a, a movement. I tried to start a hashtag on Twitter. It didn't work. It's like justice for DK. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong guy, man. But yeah, bring back Leon. Wouldn't be sick if Leon came back and he's like, With DK? What if he's part of DK's crew now? Oh my God. Nope, different races. No mix. It won't work. <laughs> it could. Nope, doesn't work. Man, Leon. Nope. Leon could belong to any crew. Nope. He's, Leon's white trash. He's loyal DK, as hell. DK's yakuza. Yakuza white trash snow mix. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, bring back Leon. <laughs> he was like, I rewatched the first Fast and Furious recently. I'm like, he's actually like a good actor because everybody else is okay. Diesel was really good in it, but mo- mostly everybody else was like kind of hamming it up. <laughs> like, well, like it's not like he has that much to do. <laughs> All right, I'm on it. <laughs> that's basically his line and then, like, then just talking about the radio like monitoring the but radio but he did it very well <laughs> you guys are in the clear exactly <laughs> I really believe did you okay here's another thing I gotta point out so the flashbacks did you notice during the race okay young Diesel young Jesse young Vin young Letty and no young Leon <laughs> God. <laughs> Justice for Leon. Justice for Leon. Bring him back. Bring him back. I need I need that one shot of him doing like a spinny thing. Yeah. That's actually a really cool shot of him. That's I'm, how like if I, I if I pulled my e-brake and tried to do a 180, I'd do it like Leon. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot, but like can you think of sequences that just made you like audibly groan? <laughs> like like in disgust and like or like in disbelief? 
Like in this movie? Yeah. There's like so many. It was like, it just. I'd say the, the, the scene where Dom, quote unquote, saves everybody, that scene made me groan so hard. I'm like, oh. Oh, when he's fighting the 20 guys? 20 guys, yeah. and he's holding them all back by doing this. I'm like, mm. For me, it, uh, the first one was, it actually continues on in the movie, but anytime Dom catches anyone with his car, because apparently his car is made of pillows, Fuck people yeah. just land on them Fuck at like yeah. 300 miles per hour. <laughs> it only happens twice, but okay. Yeah, still. Well, That's way twice. too many. So what happens when you illegally stream things that you seem like there's more? It's fucking stupid. That and um, also in the last sequence when the truck is rolling down the hill and he's doing his inception run through the truck, which on the outside is rolling. Eh, and then inside is like, eh. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, he, all he has to do is turn the wheel and then the truck stops rolling. That's all you have to do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get your point. Stupid. <laughs> I don't get it. Stupid. I don't get it. I thought that was, so much stupid stuff. I, I in thought this that movie. was pure art. That was high concept art. Okay. That was like Wong Hawaii's in the mood for love. Yes. Same shit. Yeah. Same level. I get so it. So next up, Snake Eyes. Talk about it. I have no idea. You haven't seen it, right? <laughs> no, I have not. You haven't seen it, right? No. Nope. You're gonna legally stream it? No, I don't do that anymore. Okay, criminal. So, <laughs> have you read the reviews on uh, Snake Eyes? Yeah. Not uh, not very glowing. <laughs> they're mixed. Or good at all. No, they're mixed. There are ones that sing and praise, and there are ones that burn it to hell. I they're, hear the action is t- shot terribly. So there's a reason to why they're basically mixed. There's a reason why it's split down the middle. Because half the movie is actually really good, and the other half is like really bad. <laughs> the actual movie itself, the story, is pretty interesting. Snake Eyes' story is pretty damn cool. Storm Shadow, their conflict. Snake Eyes is like the bad guy. That's what makes it cool. And you actually feel more sympathy for like Storm Shadow by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn cool. Hmm. The other half of the movie. The action. <sighs> <sighs> it's like we traveled back in time to like 2002. Like I thought we were done with this. Why are we still doing Shake Again? <laughs> I, I, it, Unless it, like Henry Golding was like really that bad. <laughs> I don't know who to blame because the team behind the choreography are Pretty fucking damn good. So they have a good track record. They have a very good track record. Travis Wong worked on it. The uh, the guy that ho- the guy that has the jam and it's- Jamcast podcast. Guy De Silva from yeah. Reaction Video. He yeah. worked on it. I, uh, like <laughs> then it's got to come down to like editing and and direction, really, right? No, yeah. with this one, it's not come down on end. It's the way it's shot. You. You you can edit all you want, but if shot like shit, <laughs> you know. So who gets the blame on that then? I'm gonna okay. I don't want to put. I don't know, but I'm gonna say it's the director. Okay. I don't know his name, so I'm not gonna put him on blast. <laughs> he's a little, He's not a big resume. So he far, has so. a pretty big resume. Does he? Does oh he? yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When when I tell you, when I pull up his IMDb for you, you're like, oh shit, he directed. Yeah, he's a pretty. He's pretty big. Pretty big deal. Okay. The thing is. Usually what happens in Hollywood movies is that the second unit, the action guys, they basically try to match the style with the first unit. So I wouldn't, I would say most likely what happened was the director wanted that style and the second unit didn't really have a choice other than to follow suit. Ugh. It, It's terrible because from what I can see, it looked cool. It's just normally, you know, the wide shot with like a 10, 15 millimeter lens, it's wider. They just chose to 
use a different lens where it's like up close. Like <laughs> why? And also there's a lot of, uh, well, you, there's a lot of Godzilla type editing, like Godzilla 2014. Uh, like guys like face off. You're like, Oh sick. And they run each other. Cuts to like something else. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I hate that. Yeah. I did read a few reviews where they felt that um, most of the movie was grounded in action. And then all of a sudden it gets mystical near the end. There's like giant mm. snakes and the guy has like a, a thing that blows people up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's real silly. <laughs> real silly. But I didn't mind it. So it's, it gets like Shang-Chi. It's G.I. Joe. It's the same universe as Transformers. <laughs> did you hear how they are going to do that eventually? G.I. Joe Transformers. It makes sense, you know. Yeah, toy not? lines. <laughs> That'd be sick. G.I. Joe's Transformers and like Fast and the Furious and <laughs> Dinosaurs. Yeah. Are we going to do all four? Wait, is that four? Yeah. Jurassic Park too? Are we throwing Jurassic Park in there? Hmm. That's one thing I got to point about the action. So most of the action is poor, poorly shot. But the scene with Samara weaving in her fight is like shot really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on here? Is that white privilege? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's just better at pulling off the moves and they, they can show it. Right? Either that or the director. Like Henry Golding's not a martial artist, right? No, no, no. no. But either that or maybe the second unit just happened to have free reign on that day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, her one action scene uh, in the washroom where she fights like three or four guys, mm-hmm. perfectly shot. Mm-hmm. Perfection. Perfection. Andrew Koji as uh, Storm Shadow, good. Good performance. I really like yeah. Andrew Koji. I know yeah. you haven't watched Warrior yet, but you yeah. should. Yeah, he's pretty damn cool. Okay, check it out. He still has that Bruce Lee charisma because he's basically playing Bruce Lee in Warrior. Yeah, he still has that thing where he does that stances. His head like kind of tilts down a little bit. Uh, yeah, but you buy it. You're like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck some shit up. <laughs> I prefer these this iteration of Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes versus the uh, the previous movies. Uh, I like Bai Byung Young Hoon. <laughs> yeah, but these guys are taller. Okay. <laughs> he's Hung, good looking guy. Boy Hung Lee, he's like, yeah, he had a pretty good run there. He's like a stun gun. He's like five foot nine. These guys are both like six one. You're such a heightist. I am. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the um, the poor action scenes didn't do it for me. Um, what's even more sad is when I came home from the theaters, I threw on G.I. Joe because I have it on Blu-ray. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. And More I watched... than the second one? I like the second one. I like both of them. I like both of them. But yeah, G-G-L. more so the first one. Guilty pleasure. I watched the ninja fight scenes in the first one. And this is like over 10 years ago. They're like shot way better oh than Snake Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. It's a... Did you get the sense like through the whole movie, it was just them setting up like nope more... Nope. G.I. Joe origin nope. stuff? Nope. No? Okay. Not at all. That's okay. Not then. at all. <laughs> Which is fine because when it comes to G.I. Joe, the, the most popular characters are Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Yeah. Even growing up, when I had the toys, like I didn't care about all the other ones. I didn't know who Duke was until I saw Channing Tatum yeah, as Duke. All I knew was Cobra Commander. <laughs> Cobra Commander and Storm Shadow. Yeah. Like, he was my guy. Oh, yeah. That white ninja? Man. That, those are the best toys, too. Yeah. <laughs> So let's wrap it back to the whole streaming thing. Did you notice how uh, Christopher Nolan's having talks with uh, Netflix? Is he having talks with Netflix or is it Netflix pursuing him like crazy? No, he's having talks with him. Is he? 
which is so like, ironic. So also hypocritical of what his whole it's stance so was. It's so ironic. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. They would probably bend over backwards for Chris oh, Nolan. Yeah. They're probably going to give him like a $500 million budget to do whatever he wants. Not even that. They would probably postpone the digital release like a year. I guess they could, yeah. They can definitely do that. It's yeah. easy for them. Yeah. The thing is, Chris Nolan always fights for postponing the home release. Mm-hmm. He wants the theatrical uh, experience for about six to eight months. Every every time. Every time. So I'll be down with that then. If they do that and then they give him like an unlimited budget. Oh, yeah, they just... will. <laughs> well, did you did you not see the budget they gave uh, Ryan Johnson for Knives Out 2 and 3? Oh, yeah. Like $500 right. million? Yeah. Or was it even more? Like yeah. 800 something Or them just like, even just them buying up movies and like, throwing like unlimited amounts of money for movies that normally would not ever sell them. But that I've much. never heard a deal like Ryan Johnson's. Yeah, it's crazy. That's the craziest deal, like recent deal I, I saw. I was like, holy mm. fuck. Even Fincher's deal was like pretty damn rich for, for what he got and everything, like and all the creative control he got and everything. Mm. Like it wasn't like, you know, giant money or anything, but it's, it's still exciting that they gave him that freedom. Yeah, well, but, that's what Netflix does. It's yeah. freedom. But I'm saying the actual dollar value for Ryan Johnson's Knives Out original content, that's so fucking nuts. That's brave. How did you feel about the first Knives Out? I loved it. Yeah? Fucking loved it. I really like the tone of it. Yeah. It's, um, I remember walking out of the theater, and I felt it was like the year of the Parasite, and I felt like Parasite in that movie had like some very similar tones. And mm, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Here's another thing I noticed, like, um, when I was just watching through Netflix shit, um, <laughs> this is gonna sound weird, but try to picture it with me. When I was rewatching The Dark Knight, it I had similar vibes and tones of uh, The Departed from The Dark Knight. Yeah, here I'll let me explain. It was the whole montage thing, you know, like every like five minutes there was like a twenty minute montage. Okay, it was like <laughs> The Departed. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and the way it was shot, too, like the look of the film looked like the part. I'm not mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy. It was weird. I was watching the dark. And I was like, this feels a lot like the departed. Like that <laughs> came out like a few years prior. Then yeah. I threw the departed and I was like, shit, same vibe. Same did vibe. you, uh, did you hear the, um, Matt Damon interview about, um, his kind of story about Jack Nicholson building the departed uh-huh. and him like, um, like almost like rewriting scenes mm-hmm. and that whole like, um, beach scene where they, like he shoots the woman. Yeah. It was actually a, a man in the script, but then they changed it to a woman for Jack. Yeah, because he wanted And to... then all the weird, depraved lines that yep. he added in. It's like, ah, oh, I kind of want to fuck you again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, Jack Nicholson says he gets he's... it, man. He gets his well, characters. His quote was, and I quote, it's probably totally wrong. I read on the internet. So, <laughs> like, you know what makes me a good actor? I'm a fucking fantastic writer. <laughs> I don't think he said that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how they said it. <laughs> Which is pretty damn cool. Um, something else I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. So back to Netflix. Six Undergrounds are having a sequel. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Wait, are you saying they are having a sequel? They're not. They're fucking <laughs> not. They, they admitted it is a mistake. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> I love Six Undergrounds. <laughs> That's a guilty pleasure for me. I thoroughly I enjoy that movie. <laughs> I know it's trash. <laughs> But I generally enjoyed that movie. <laughs> it, it, it has its moments. Did you even watch it? <laughs> yes, I did. Like the whole movie from yeah, the beginning? Yeah, I did. I did. I, uh, my wife, <laughs> actually, like, she saw Ryan Reynolds. She's like, ah, let's watch this. And? She liked it. 
I did not exactly. like it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I did I not like it. I fucking love that movie. Honestly, it felt like he, him, obviously, he's at that stage where he plays the same character everywhere. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. yeah. So it felt like that and Hobbs and Shaw were in the same universe because he's in Hobbs and Shaw as a CIA guy. Basically, he's just being Deadpool everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Same character, right? So it felt, it feels like Six Underground and Hobbs and Shaw in the same universe. <laughs> Who fit in less in the Hobbs and Shaw movie? Kevin Hart or Kevin Ryan Hart. Reynolds? Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Hart was so... Yeah, they should have cut that out. <laughs> it was funny in the moment, but then, yeah, when you think about it, you're like, oh, this... this, this yeah, this doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Free Guy, apparently, that's supposed to be... Getting, that's getting good hype. Mm. And uh, pretty, pretty interesting concept. I watched it for Jodie Cormer. Jodie Cormer, yeah. Huge fan. Totally bad. Never watched any of her movies. Huge fan. <laughs> she is Doctor Who, right? Is, is Never she... watched any of her work. No? Huge fan. <laughs> okay. Huge fan. I feel like she's probably been in Black Mirror at some point. Nope. No? Nope. Well, I, I guess next season or... Haven't, they... watched, haven't watched any of her work. Huge fan. Are they doing more Black Mirror seasons? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I just find her so gorgeous. <laughs> she's so stunning. Jesus. <laughs> when I saw her, like, whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> The uh, Green Knight, that I do want to check out. The I think it's called Green Knight, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't like it. Why, you've, you've watched it? No, I, I know you. You wouldn't like it. No? It's more in line with Nicholas Winding Refn stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, you wouldn't like it. Okay. I could tell. I could see it in your eyes. I could see it in your eyeball. You kind of got a pink eye on that right eye. <laughs> it's from the bee sting from the top of your head? Yeah. It's been a long day, man. I heard a lot of like... Sawdust like fly in my face. Well, that is for this episode, guys. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Check out our YouTube page. White Claw Claw and Hot Takes will be back. And before we leave, we got to give it a shout. I'm going to shout out to my one, one of my main training partners, Mikhailo. He's like my favorite German guy, the most German guy you'll ever meet, Mikhailo. He's the guy that didn't know that Bruce Lee fought Chuck Norris, so I gotta give him a <laughs> shout out every episode. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back! Kylo!